Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you. Special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, as well as the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp. Listen, um, I got my partner in Crown Court with me here. Court, what's up, good brother? What it is, though. Every day above ground is a good day. Let's go get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, And everybody knows that our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing positive work in the community, building businesses, just doing all kinds of great stuff. And um, this guest that we have with us this evening, or maybe it's this morning, whenever you're listening to it or watching this video, um, listen, it's part of our family, man. He's part of our community, but he has an amazing story and we're going to get into it, man. We got a a radio legend. I told him the other day, legend in two games like Pee Wee Kirkland, man. (laughs) Our brother Dion Chaber. Dion, what's up, good brother? (laughs) What's happening, brother? How you be? Oh man, everything's good, man. You know, record collection popping back there, man. We see, yeah, man. Yeah, some light, man. That's a little. That's Let me a ask you a question, work. man. I'm gonna that's start right. out with this, man. Just because you got all the right. What is your favorite album of all time? Illmatic, without a shadow of a doubt. All right, that would that that wasn't even like he didn't even think easy word. Illmatic is the. I'm like my man's a music guy. He got all the records back there. He can at least put a like little thought into it, like yeah, no, no, no. Illmatic is the greatest body of music ever. Yeah. Hey, listen, Ooh, slow down. Ever, ever created, ever created. I, I, I agree. I, listen, I'm not going to disagree with you. Like I agree. No, it's, it's your opinion, but you know, slow down. No, no, no. I, I think that I think that might be a fact. Like, yeah, it's a fact. It's it's, it's, it's in the books. Yeah. Lauren Hill would disagree. I mean, uh, that's up there, but it's like Lauren Hill would disagree. Nah, nah I, I'm, I'm just saying, Lauren Hill would disagree. That's all. That's your, that's, your, that's your favorite album all time, Corey. All time, Miseducation is my favorite album of all time. Wow. That, that might be in my top three, but I don't know about. Um, hey, listen, I, I just you know I, I just want to create the conversation. That's all. You yeah, know. Core, we need we need to have a conversation anyway because we were talking about Rhapsody the other day, and you threw some names out there, and I just gotta say, like Rhapsody will smoke their boots. Like, I, yeah, I, no, I, I just, I just, I just want. <laughs> I just, no, I, and I, I love I, Jean. I love Jean Grey. I love Jean Grey a lot, but nah. Very high up there. I got Rhapsody probably like number two, but I don't think Gene is human. I think Gene Gray might be an alien, bro. Like Gene Gray, and, and I'm a huge Gene Gray fan, so I like mm-hmm. really get into it. Gene, and I know this is way off topic, but I, I love how I love, it. I, love it. I love it. But peep this though, Gene Gray has like puzzles within her songs. Like if you really listen to it, she'll say something and you won't even get it until you listen to another song. Like she'd be on some like Dan Brown type shit. Like, <laughs> like, this, this, like are you going you, back to listen to the other song? No, like, like, hold but, here, but here's the question: Does Gene Gray have a classic body of work? A classic I album? Think, I don't think either do. Um Layla's Wisdom is a classic album. Layla's Wisdom is very amazing. It's it's phenomenal. It's a classic album. Classic, I don't know. It's like a classic album. It, I don't think so, bro. I think, I, 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 I think it's like, yeah, I yeah. I, look, I love the album, and I think that Rhapsody's probably like number two on my list. Like that, that's not a slight to call someone number two. Rhapsody is go ahead. I don't know about that being a classic album, bro. I don't know how often I go back and like 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 when I say classic, I'm thinking of Illmatic. Mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. put that on the same that, that yeah, that's not on the I'm, same level. I'm, t- I'm I got telling like you, like eight and full nations millions, Illmatic, ready nah, to die. It is though. It is though. That, it is though. Rap Rhapsody is the greatest rapper under the age of 40. There's no rapper under the age of 40 that's better than Rhapsody, period. Male, male or female, male or female. Well, I might agree with that. I might agree. Well, here, here's what I'll say. I don't think anybody's better. I don't know if I can call her the greatest, but I don't think anybody's better. Like if there's anybody else up there, she's she, right there with she's her. In that, she's in the, she's in the, like, you know how they do the basketball in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As, as right now in the conversation. I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it a step further. I'll take it, and, and I'll, I don't want to belabor this point. I'll take it a step further. Rhapsody is the only person who has been on records with Black Thought, mm-hmm. um, Styles P, mm-hmm. um, Kendrick, and Body mm-hmm. Them All at some point. Body Them All. Go, just, yeah. Just, yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. That's, that's all it, I'm gonna say. 
That's all I'm saying. Now you go too far. That's the That's all I'm saying. Let's start the conversation. You know, they're about to leave us the conversation about the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're about to right now. It's all going to come together. His rap sheet level is all going to come together real fast. Dion, where are you born and raised? I'm from Virginia. Okay, from from Virginia, right? I'm from I'm from Virginia. Rhapsody's from Snow Hill, North Carolina. I know, I know, I know. But I mean, you know, you you, you down south, like so. I, she, I, I which, get it. but 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 to get to that point, she lives right around the corner from me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew the point that you were trying to get to. Let me help you out a little bit. Let me help you out a little bit. And not only, I was trying. You know, I was I was you know listen. Not only that. Not only hey, that, listen. let me just say this. Let me say this. Rhapsody is also the first person to know what my son's name was going to be. My wife and I were hiding my son's name. We didn't want anyone to know what my son's name was going to be. I interviewed her uh, when my wife was probably about six or seven months pregnant. And I said, yo, I'm not going to tell anybody else this, but I have to tell you what my son's name is going to be. I told her her name. I told him, uh, told her his name and nobody else knew until he was born. So. All right, see, so I just wanted to prove your bias, but Rhapsody, when you watch this, we do love you, Rhapsody. That's no We slide. do. This, this, just, this, we, no shade, Rhapsody, but... I just think that Jean Grey is alien, yo. I really do. I just really yeah. do. Anyway, with all that being said, though, Dion, yes, man, that's, yes. we're talking about where you're from, Virginia, and all that, man, but let's talk about your upbringing, though. As you were coming up in Virginia, what kind of student were you? I was an average student, man. Like, I wasn't really, like, a, a, an above-average student. I was kind of lazy. Um, didn't always apply myself, didn't always take every opportunity that was presented to me. Um, so I did like just enough to get by. Like I was probably a BC student, you know what I mean? Like nothing spectacular, just kind of coasted through high school. Um, didn't have any, didn't have, I had an interest in going to college, but I went to, I actually went to college to be a chef. So I went to culinary art school. Um, okay. in Virginia, there's a, there's a school, there was a school called uh, Johnson and Wales university. So I don't know if I've ever heard of Johnson and Wales. Uh, so I went there to be a chef after my first year. I was like, nah, this ain't for me. And then I um, I dropped out. Uh, I took a gap year and then I went back to school. I went back to college and I went to Norfolk State. Um, and when I went to Norfolk State, I started studying communication. So I got into mass comm. Um, and then I went, I was like, yo, like I love music. I should start making beats. And I um, started making beats. Like I went and got my equipment. Got me an MPC 2000 and like keyboard and all of the stuff that producers were using back in those days. Um, and was like, yo, I'm just going to be a producer. Because at this time, like Pharrell and Timbaland and Chad and all of those guys were really, really booming in like the early 2000s. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I can just make beats. And um, as I'm going to college at Norfolk State, I was like, well, I should I should try to get on the radio station to like pass my beats off. Because like, you know, back then, especially back then, you were at HBCU. Um like, you know, they got the big concerts, the homecoming concerts. So like Fat Joe would come to town or, you know, uh, Grand Poobah, who was my first interview ever, um, would come. And I was like, yo, like, this would be a good idea for me to like pass off my beats. Like the rappers would come out, give them my little CD, burn my CD with my joints up there, mm-hmm. pass them off. Um, 20 years later, <laughs> I probably can't remember the last time I made a beat. Um, but just getting out of radio, you know, like I said, within the last the last two years so. Okay, cool. So that's how you that's how you actually made your foray into radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Through I wanted to be a producer and I was it was kind of supposed to be like a stepping stone and I um I ended up falling in love with it. I ended up falling in what, love. What, what was it about um you know creating content on the radio or, or being on a radio? What was it that made you fall in love with it? It was it was it was the freedom to kind of express yourself in a way that I had never experienced before. Right. So, you you know, this is, of course, before social media and all of those things and, and content creation as we know it now. Um, but it was just a, a way for me to kind of express myself and to, you know, kind of kind of kind of be the creative that I ended up turning into um, at those early stages and just giving me the freedom to kind of learn a new trade, learn a new craft, learn something that was different that everybody wasn't doing, um, but was very popular. And I just, you know, gained a lot of popularity. I, I ended up doing uh, mornings in Virginia. I did nights. I did afternoons. I probably did every every show uh, that you could think of. I had one of the most successful morning shows uh, prior to moving down to Raleigh. Um, and just, you know, I just loved it, man. I just, it was just one of them things that after maybe, you know, you, you you take your training wheels off and you take your bumps and you make your mistakes. And it's just like, yo, this is really, really dope. Um, and I really love it. What was your on air name? Showtime. Still, always. Always see y'all like y'all y'all have me y'all know me as Dion up here because Facebook made me change my name. 
um a couple of years ago. Facebook. Oh, I, 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 I know. I, I listen. I, I'm following you on IG. I see. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. I, I know a little. You know, yeah. I'm back. Here, I, know, I know a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Showtime, um, Mister Talk of the Town. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, right. Um, and you can't say Rhapsody for this answer. I'm getting ready to okay. ask you, what was your favorite? What was your favorite interview? You did it for 20 years. You interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. What was yeah, your favorite? Yeah. What would you say is uh, probably one of your favorite interviews? Favorite interview of all time was Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. It was. I did. I know that. It was. Cool. It was crazy, man. It was such. It was such a dope interview. I was. Um, this is when I was at Norfolk State, and the Wu had a show um, at this spot called the Norbook. And and of course, this was when the Wu was the Wu. Like this was, you know, this is the Wu. So a yes. lot of times in radio, you don't, you, you know, people say, oh, we got such, such, such coming for an interview and they never show. Right. Um, so they were like, all right, we got the Wu coming. And I was doing mornings. So it was like, yo, we got the Wu coming tonight. Can you come back and do an interview? And I'm like, well, shit, like, I, what if they don't show up? Like, you know what I'm saying? What, what yeah. if I come up here for nothing? So I ended up going up there and um, RZA, Ray, Deck, um, maybe like one or two others came and it was the best, it was the best interview I ever had in my life, man. Like it was, it was the dopest interview. Like we really talked about, cause you know, I'm a, I'm a woo head. So for yes. me to have the opportunity to like talk to RZA about like the making of, and this was before podcasts, of course. So, but me being like the rap nerd that I am and that I was at the time, like I'm asking like production questions. Like I'm asking like, Nigga, how did you mm -hmm. find the sample for, you know what I'm saying? Like this particular record. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's an interview that I still have recorded to this day. Like I still go back and listen to it every now and then. Um, and I ended up building a relationship with Raekwon where like when Cuban Links 2 came out, Ray called me on the phone. It was like, show, I, I got a, um, a a listening party in New York. I can't remember at, uh, I can't remember the name of the spot, um, but he had like, like a big listening party for like Cuban Links 2. He's like, I want you to come up here. And me and my man went up there and went to the show. It was a dope show. I actually saw RZA here. RZA, uh, they did it when we was on tour um, before COVID, of course. They were touring. And um, I was working in a club. So I went to the show to see them perform. And then after the show, they ended up coming to the club. And like this was like a, you know, this like a hood club. It's like, a, you know, it's not mm -hmm. a place that you would expect to see Wu. Like you might expect to see yeah. Lil Boosley or NBA Youngblood, but you would not expect to see the Wu-Tang. So... Like they all come in for the most part, like RZA comes in and me and RZA are talking and I'm like, yo, I know you probably don't remember this, but like 10 years ago, I interviewed y'all and it was the dopest interview that I've ever done in my life, man. And I just wanted to thank you. And, you know, I just had a chance to give them some flowers and and and, and just show them the, the appreciation for that, man. Yeah. Um, because those opportunities to have those types of interviews with people that you really look up to, like people that you really grew up listening to um, and admiring, they don't yeah. come that often. You know what I mean? Okay, so now I gotta ask you this question: out of all, out of the whole catalog of all the woo solo <laughs> and group, what's the best album? That's a loaded question. It's a it's a loaded question. My my favorite album is Cuban Links. Okay. The 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 album that is the best lyrically is Liquid Swords. I won't Actually, I can't disagree with either one of those. Yeah, I won't disagree yeah. with that. I, yeah. I, I wanted to disagree. I wanted to get in there like, ah. Right. I actually agree with that. Let me ask you this question, though, right? So, mm -hmm. someone who you, you know, you had a 20 year career in radio, um, yeah. you know, um, which started at Norfolk State. What do you think about that industry now? Like, is that like now you see with the emergence of like podcasting yeah. and, and um, like you said, content creation? Yeah, with social media, how has that business changed? Is that a business that you know, if there's a uh, you know, someone from the youth listening to this and they want to get into it, would you even recommend that, or should they just pick up a microphone and podcast themselves? Like, what's your thoughts on the trend, like the, the, the changing of uh, what's happening in media? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, man. I think we're in an interesting time because I think that um, the music industry as a whole dropped the ball when it came to preparing for what was to come, right? Like when CDs were a thing, nobody thought to say, oh, well, what happens when these phase out, like records phased out and like, what's the next move going to be? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when things went digital, it was like, oh, like now we don't know what to do. But now it's not just downloading on your computer. It's OK. Well, I can make my own playlist on Tidal, on Spotify, on Apple Music. And now the radio industry is kind of like, oh, like 
they left us. <laughs> like we gotta we gotta catch up. Yeah. Um, so I tell anybody, like I tell all my all my youngins, like create your own content, man. Like be the owner of your own content. Like radio is dope. I love radio. Uh, and I don't think radio is necessarily going anywhere because I think people always have a need to have a connection to something that's local. Um, I think mm-hmm. when, you know, when 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 the weather is is bad in your area or or, or something's going on in your neighborhood, like you're not going to turn on Apple Music to find out what's happening in your neighborhood. Like you're going to turn on your radio or your TV to find out, oh, if, is the hurricane going to hit here or is it going to hit over there? Right. Um, so I think in that vein, as long as radio finds a way to remain relevant and stay local and keep that local touch, um, and, 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 and build the next generation of superstars. And I think that's what a lot of radio, especially black radio, um, like after my generation, it's like, Mm -hmm. they stopped worrying about like building the next generation of superstars. Right. It's like, you know, people don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want you to shadow them and they don't, you know, they want to keep the gems from you and they want to, they want to hide everything, everything so secretive. And I'm like, you know, my youngest come to me, I'm like, yo, I'm going to give you all I got just because Mm -hmm. number one, I'm not threatened by you. Right. I I don't have, but I know when I leave this spot, when I leave this position, I want to be sure that you're in a place where you're secure. And I can say, I taught you everything that I possibly could while I was in this seat, because when I'm out of this seat and you in the seat, I want to be able to look back and say, damn, like my youngin did it. You know what I mean? They did it. And I'm I'm proud of them. Like when you say that, I'm I'm sitting there thinking about what you said about like, you know, remaining local. Um, Cause I don't even go to the local radio for that. I go to Twitter for that. Like, right. Right. I mean, like I really go to Twitter for that. Um, Right. Right. I don't think I've listened to the actual local radio years. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't well I can't say that because my kids when I'm in the car you know I'll I'll pop on like the local R&B or rap station um just because I know you know just to see and then I because I have kids I want to know what they're listening to so mm-hmm. I'll pop on the the local radio station for that but yeah to be honest like I feel old like you know what I mean cuz I used to wait by the radio with a with a radio in a in a cassette tape, man. Put your tissue in your tape. Put your yeah. tissue in the tape and and and, 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 and just wait for it. You know what I mean? Like and record what was popping off the radio. Like the radio was the medium for a long time. And like you said, they just gave up the ghost. Like they ain't even they ain't keep up at all, man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. John, I heard you say yeah, shout out tissue in the tape. That's those, those are my guys too. Um. That's family. That's family. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those are my guys. Those are my guys. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that the way that the industry is going, man, it's like they have to catch up because especially after COVID, it's like, how are you going to generate revenue? Right. And just knowing what I know and just watching from the outside, I'm not I'm not in the game right now, but just watching, I can see that people aren't spending the dollars that they were spending prior to COVID. So I think what's going to happen is that you're going to see a lot of these, eventually you're going to see a lot of these bigger um, radio conglomerates. They're going to start to sell off. Right. And they're going to start to sell off to the local independent owners. And we're going to go just I mean, just like the stock market is everything happens in a cycle. And yeah, we're going mm-hmm. to enter a cycle where we're going to start seeing more local ownership, more mom and pop WZUP type radio stations where, you know, this this this, you know, person that actually owns this station is from this community and they're giving back to this community. So I think that's what we're on the verge of. That's interesting. Because I, I, what I thought was going to happen, and just, just thinking it through as we mm-hmm. have this conversation, I thought that because they have resources, that they would start to gobble up some of the podcasts, right? So you would see like They're them actually them. go to and become bigger, where they would start to gobble up some of these podcasts. Um, and you know, because some of these podcast networks are huge. They're like, they're, 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 they're trying to do that, right? They're they're trying to do that, but. You, it's, it's twofold. Like you see what iHeart has done with Charlemagne, right? They scooped up Charlemagne's uh, uh, to be the, the head of the, the black podcast division. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that the iHearts and the radio ones and all of those folks, they can't compete with the Spotify's. They, they can't, they, they, they can't give you, they can't give Joe Rogan $20 million because they're yeah. not generating. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the big names companies, yeah, you're right. right. They can't give Wallow and Gilly, whatever they got over a bar stool mm-hmm. because they're not generating it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and actually we, we saw earlier what CBS tried to were the first ones to snatch up uh, 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 drink champs. Right. Remember mm-hmm. when drink champs was, was yeah. the first yeah. deal. 
yeah, was yeah. with CBS, right? I think mm-hmm. it might have been a six-month deal, a year deal. And then after that, they was like, oh, shit, we can't afford to pay this. So we got to let y'all go. Yeah. So those radio companies, they're, they're not generating the income. Like they're trying to do things with podcasting. But again, it's like you already had everything in place right. 10 so years ago. Just having this conversation, thinking it's true. Will the mm-hmm. tech companies come in and buy local radio stations? Will we see like Apple come in and buy like, you know, the radio, like, you know, as a way to get their fingers and everything else? Because you have a you have a network that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the network mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it happens the other way around where the tech companies come in. Um, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. You know, but it's just interesting times to be, yeah. you know, in that yeah. business. I'm going to ask you that. to be alive. Yeah, because you, you, is, but you said career. something earlier, content ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Own, if you own your content, then you get to decide how it's distributed. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that right there is a big lesson for anyone, right? Yeah, so, so if, if you're a content creator listening, like now is the greatest time. Now is the greatest time for you because these people are paying millions and millions of dollars for your content. All you got to do is be able to create it, Right. And you have the freedom of expression to do and say what it, what you want to do, how you want to do it. When I left radio um, two years ago, I said I would only come back under there's, there's only two things that could bring me back. Number one, I would have to have a morning show. And number two, it would be something that I have complete control over creatively. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. I did my 20. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. It's like it's like somebody getting out of the military. I did my dub. Yeah. And I'm, that's cool. I'm cool. Like, but if you but tell me, me you know, right? Because you talked about you work every shift there, right? And and people love mornings. Um, is that I, I assume that would be your favorite because Absolutely. you said that's the only way you would go back. Now, why yeah. is that? It's just different. <laughs> it's just it's just a different vibe. It's a different it's a different type of energy. Um, I feel like the morning show in any city that you go in, and we're talking, we're, I'm talking local radio, not um the other avenues but any city you go in the, the morning show is going to drive the city right so yep. um just think about i'm trying to think who was on who was on mornings in in philly um wendy williams was on mornings. wendy williams did mornings um, i mean everybody star did mornings star yeah. did mornings right like right right and Sanborn, like so i mean I, yeah i mean right right, funny right, thing, right. now do you say that even a sports talk, Angela could talk. I only, only know the morning people, not that you said that. <laughs> right, right. No, I the mean, it's just Easy, that's my guy. Um, but yeah, yeah so, but yeah, that's interesting though. All right, so you're right about that, I guess, you know, because yeah. when I think about radio here, most of the people I know are the people from the morning shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you get your, um, a lot of your your notoriety. And, you know, I ain't chasing that. I'm more so chasing like the, the freedom of it. Like you have the freedom to have discussions about, what's going on in the community like that's really what i want to do like i i, I want to talk you know what i mean like i, I want to talk like i want to i want to talk to the people um and, and and create you know skits and there's just certain things that you can't do that um uh, if you're on nights like my last show that i had was on nights i was doing seven to midnight um uh, you just don't have that same freedom because the listeners are are different like they're not listening for that type of stuff at night you know what i'm saying like they're listening yeah. for their song or listening for shout outs or listening for whatever but in the morning um, it's just a different type of vibe and you can just kind of, kind of, kind of move differently, man. Um, but again, I think you have to be in charge of creating your own content, like period. Gotcha. Got you. So let's talk about the transition you made, right? So after 20 years in radio, um, yeah. you know, you, you during a pandemic, you stopped working in radio, right? Um, I didn't stop. They, they fired me. Okay. <laughs> it's called what it is. It wasn't voluntary, Jim. It was not okay, voluntary. Different conversation. I yeah, didn't say no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. They say no, we can't uh, afford to pay you anymore. We'll see you later. Take this severance. Go got watch you, your got business. You, got you. So you made the transition in a couple ways, right? So now <laughs> um so for those who don't know, right? Dion has a huge he has a career, right? And um that spans years in radio. But Dion is a master options trader, right? And you know, the people, a lot of folks in our community, when they hear this, they're gonna say, "I didn't even know Dion had that career because they know you for trading options." Right, right, right. Options game. How long have you been in the options, and what got you into stock options? So it, it, it's, it's it's crazy, man. So like I said, when I left radio, um, they let me go with my pension. Uh, well, not my, I'm sorry, not my pension with my uh, with my severance. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, the stimmies was hitting, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, 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 what's a big, what's what, what the girl called Donald Trump? What you call him? Uh, Big Bang P, and what was Trump oh, yeah, name? Big Bang, uh, Big Bang D. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he started, he started throwing the stimmies out. 
So uh, around that time, man, I was, you know, I was trying to, I started thinking about what my future would hold, right? Mm-hmm. I got a wife, I got two kids. Um, I started thinking about, well, if like, you can let me go after being in this career for 20 years, like I can't really let my, my family rely on anybody else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can't put my livelihood in anybody else's hands. So um, they let me go. I had my, I had my, I had my joint and I, I had my, I had a, um, my 401k was, you know, at the time while I was working, it was, uh, and I'm not sure, Jim, you might can have the, 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 the correct term, but it wasn't self-directed. It was basically, you know, yeah, they take yeah, it, you know, you take your money mm-hmm. and they, you know, whatever, whatever they do, whatever they're going to do. You contribute to it and they contribute, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was, man, just like a lot of folks within the pandemic, I started wanting to focus more on financial literacy. So I started watching EYL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I started watching EYL and, you know, they, they they were speaking a language that I could understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got into watching Market Mondays and it's like, huh, OK, this seems this seems like it could be interesting. And, you know, following some of the steps that they were they were. And the instructions that they were giving on EYL, okay, well, let's take this 401k and let's make it a, a self-directed 401k. Mm-hmm. And let, let let me have a little bit more control over my money. Cause again, I don't want to, I don't want anybody else to control what I'm doing at this point, right? Like I got if if, if nobody else is gonna take care of this family, I gotta take care of this family. Mm-hmm. So I gotta figure out some ways to, to to create levels of income um that can live long beyond my time here. So when it's time for me to go. I'm leaving something behind, right? My daughter at the time was probably 15. My son was probably two. Um, my wife and I've been married for a couple of years. So I was like, all right, well, what what can I do? Um, so I just started just kind of tapping in like a lot of people, man, like tapping into the YouTube videos and tapping into um, the EYL community and, you know, hopping into some discords and just kind of just kind of learning, man, and just really, really studying um, what it was like, and how we can make, in, you know, how we can make income. Um, it was another joint on YouTube, um, the come up series. I started watching stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and just really trying to trying to educate myself, like and just immersing myself in it and just kind of like, like, wow, like this is dope. Like this is really a way for us to make money because this is stuff that they don't teach us in school, right? They 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 mm-hmm. they, they teach us about the Pythagorean theorem and, and <laughs> y equals y equals XYZ and all of this stuff, but you ain't teaching me how to make no money. Like you could have taught me this twenty years ago. You know what? Man? Hey, all right. So a couple of things. Man. First, first and foremost, man. Shout out to the brothers from EYL, man. Um, yeah, man. You, you know what I mean? Like shout out to them. Um, shout out to Mark Monroe. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Ian. Shout out to all of them, right? Because here's what's interesting. What's interesting is they're speaking it in a language that you understand, mm-hmm. right? So even when you talk about like you know x, x you know x squared plus y whatever mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, right? We do use that in finance, right? We use Fibonacci when we're looking at options. We use a lot of these things, but we're not, it's not explained to us in a way culturally that we can understand, right? Right, right. Because I, I, I had an argument with someone. It was like, man, algebra was a waste of time. It's a real estate guy. I says, but when you calculate your rents and you calculate your market value, you're doing algebra. You don't know that you're doing algebra, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, shout out to our brother, Kill Parker, who's a, a mathematician. And he always talks about math is, isn't marketed to us the right way. Absolutely not. Because whether you know it or not, I've seen you break down a chart. You're doing algebra and math. Like you're doing <laughs> it's stuff you told me, they told me this. I'm like, you're actually doing that, but you don't know that you're doing it. You know what I mean? So that, so that but that's why it's important. And, and Corey talked about what a time to be alive in terms of like uh, content, but that's the good thing, right? Because everybody you named, I've watched their content, you know what I mean? Like, you know, chopped it up when we taught an EYLU. So you know what I mean? Like, I appreciate all that because it's at a point now where I don't even have to watch anybody outside of our culture. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like uh-huh, there's so uh-huh. many content creators that look like us. That's all I watch personally. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, man, so that was your journey. Um, well, let me, let me say this, Jim, let me cut you off for a second. And I, and I, I want to, I want to give y'all your flowers. Right. And I think it's important um, if for nothing else in this interview that I give you all um, the flowers that you deserve for by the hood. Right. Because I discovered you all through, I think it was the second. No, it might, I don't know if it was the second or the first time that y'all did EYL. The um, the class okay. that y'all did. Y'all done yeah. you did the real estate. It was you did two. Yeah, or we one. did real estate. We did a, a real estate and um crypto, crypto. class together. Crypto. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember if it was whenever it was. Not the most recent one you did, but the one before that. Okay. Um, I, I I discovered you all, and it was something about y'all that made me say like, I want to be a part of this community, right? And 
you all broke it down to a way that it made sense to me. Um, and it made it made me want to join in and be a part of what y'all were doing, right? I mean, just the name alone, by the hood is just something that I think is dope. And I think it's something that we should all be working towards if 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 we have different goals financially. It's like, how can we um how can we take back our take back our communities, right? How can mm-hmm. we take back what we're doing? So I started kind of I, I y'all had the precious metals uh course for five dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I grabbed that. Um, and I hopped into the Facebook group and, um, I listened to the podcast a couple of times. I think I listened to the episode with Alistair, um, and a couple of other joints. And I was like, yo, like these guys are really like solid guys, right? Mm -hmm. Because coming into this space and it's so funny, like, and I'm gonna go on a tangent a little bit. I saw something on Twitter, um, a couple of days ago and they were talking about something and, and, and a young lady said, uh, the time during the pandemic was such a predatory time for people teaching financial literacy and i'm like damn she right yeah like everybody came up with a course everybody had this 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 but not everybody really knew their stuff Mm -hmm. right but they were taking advantage of people just by the things that they were saying and how they were presenting themselves i have never in the time that i have been in this community with you guys i have never felt like this was a situation where you all were taking advantage of people, where you all were doing this just for the money, where you all were, you know, doing. And, and then I found out y'all were in the nonprofit world. Like I'm doing stuff in the nonprofit space. Um, and I just I felt the connection. Right. Mm-hmm. So I tell people now who are just learning how to come into the market, who are just learning and, and wanted to find a community of people that you connect with. Yeah. If you're trying to learn. Right. Because I connected with y'all, but I also have other discords and other things that I've tried um that I just didn't connect with right mm-hmm. and you join these groups and you see people say oh yeah well I, you know they got the 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 the, the uh, testimonials in the discord and like, oh I made $5,000 a day oh I made $10,000 that's cool but I didn't connect with you yeah. Yeah. and for yeah. me and the type of learner that I am and the type of person that I am I want to feel like I'm connected so I can be like Jim yo I don't understand this or when I come on the show, yeah, when I when I come on the show on Sundays with y'all and I'm sitting there like this, I'm soaking it up because I know I'm surrounded by four or five people who are smarter than me in this space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's needed. We, we, we have to be sure that we are letting people know what y'all are doing because y'all are bringing people into this community that are like me that might have known, might not have known. You know, I, I didn't blew, I've blown an account. You know what I'm saying? But I'm yeah. still fighting. I'm still learning. And I'm still like in the trenches with y'all every single day. And I see what y'all are doing. And I just applaud y'all, man, because it's, you know, it's, it's dope. Man, listen, thank you so much for saying that. Because yeah. that. That's kind of what we're trying to cultivate, because like we don't need to sell courses to make it. That's not how we make our money. We don't make our money from selling courses. Right. Like, the only reason we sell courses, honestly, because we try to give it away for free. And, and people don't respect free. Mm-hmm. People don't mm-hmm. respect free for one. And two, just to pay for hosting. That's it. Like, that's why our courses are affordable and things that we do. Um, but I appreciate you saying that, though, because that is that's exactly what we're trying to cultivate. And the one thing you said, which I also co-sign is you got to find your tribe. Right. There's yeah. tons of tribes out there, but you got to find the, the ones that connect with you. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times and I've made the mistake personally where, you know, you try to help everybody. Or you try to, like, you know, bring the people closest to you. But that's not who your tribe is. You got to find mm-hmm. your tribe that, mm-hmm. and then build and build with your tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we in the trenches every day trade and investing and things like that. And, you know, it's dope, man. But you've become and to give you your flowers. Yeah, you serious because like <laughs> I've seen you break down charts. I've seen you do screeners. And, you know, I thought you were doing this for years. I'm like, well, he already come in here with experience. I didn't know <laughs> because, listen, you, um, especially as it pertains to charting and running screeners and things of that nature, there are people that have been in the business for years. They can't do what you do already. So I'm like, you yeah. must put a lot of time in the study. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, again, man, I, I learned from, from watching and, and from making mm-hmm. mistakes. Like, you know, when I first started doing it, like I didn't really understand what options were. I didn't understand, um, you know, I thought you just, you know, you, you, you buy the contract and, you know, you sell it and you get, I, I, t- I told my homeboy when I first was learning, I was like, yeah, you know, you sell the contract and then you get um, the, the, the amount that you pay for the premium times a hundred. I'm thinking, you get- <laughs> my man was Forex market. You talking about Forex leverage. You ain't talking about no options leverage, bro. My man was like, word? 
I was like, yeah, so I, I'm sounding like I know what I'm talking about. I was like, yeah, so if I got an Apple contract and the profit is 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 two dollars and twenty five cent, I get that times a hundred. He was like, word. I was like, yeah. And then I went back and I never forget. It's, it's this dude who breaks options down really good on YouTube, man. He's got like a it's like a two or three hour video. Mm -hmm. um, and I went back and watched it. So I hit my homeboy. I was like, yo, I got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> but let me ask you this question. I was wrong. Because one of the things that, you know, we all know that you never know it all, right? Right. You're constantly learning. But when did it occur to you that I actually noticed a little bit? Like, I can do this. I can find my own place. I can actually do this. When did it, when did it like hit you that you actually are pretty good at it? Um, recently. Keep What's it about. Recently, was it, that, was it that gold play you gave us that hit 100%? Like, <laughs> 115. I want no smoke. 115. Probably a little bit before that. Probably a little bit before. That. Because I'm going to tell you what happens. So, and again, I really hope this resonates with somebody that's listening, right? Because as somebody who is new coming into it, there's so many things that are shiny and glittery when it comes to options trading, right? You get on Twitter and, and, and they say, well, join this community. And, you know, we, we call out the plays and we do this and we do that. Actually, you know what? Scratch it. Let's, let's go back. I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep it all the way above. So I was in this community, right? And they were doing a um, $1,000 to $10,000 challenge, mm -hmm. right? Well, you know, take $1,000, we can give you the plays and we're going to turn it to $10,000 in the account. Like you got your own account. Yeah. You, we yeah. call the plays out. Boom, 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 boom. Hopped in that joint. This was early on. So I hopped in that community and they're calling the plays out. But like the math ain't mathing, right? Like, they, <laughs> like they're telling you, all right, well, this is run a call on Tesla to you know buy the open da 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 da, but they don't tell you when to get out of the play. Mm. So I'm like, well, and then when it, when 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 the play go bad, they're like, oh, okay, well, our bad, we're sorry. Which <laughs> my nigga, like, I just <laughs> I, I got a I got a grand, like this is the grand from the STEMI. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's once, once this joint go, it's gone. So I can't take my bad. So they were doing it, and then they just stopped doing the challenge. Like nobody, Ooh. nobody mentioned the challenge, right? Wow. So I'm like, whoa, like wait a minute, like okay, so that was that was strike one. So then you get into these Discord communities, and people are calling out these 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 plays, right? And they're like, all right, buy the open, da 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 da. And two minutes later, you like they like sell the clothes. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I ain't even put my order in yet, right? <laughs> so then once you start watching how it play, I'm like, yo, the joint, the joint moved three cents. And you like you you you're calling it a successful play? I'm like, nah, like that's not what I'm that's that's not what I'm doing. Like for one, I only get three day trades a a, 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 a week. So I can't be doing, you know, yeah. going in and out like for 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 for, for 15 cents worth of profit. Like, nah. So my, I was talking to my brother-in-law and I was like, yo, like, I think that we should just start like learning how to do this ourselves and not depending on anybody else's plays. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's how I started doing. Like when I put 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 the um the, the tickers in the, in the NBC on on mm -hmm. on uh, 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 Saturdays or Sundays or whenever I put them in there, uh, that's because I have learned to do my own research, which we hear, we hear that all the time. Do your own research. Do your own due diligence, yeah. right? But I found the research that works for me, right? Ooh. So not only do you have to find your own tribe, you have to learn your method of researching that works for you, right? So when I watch Corey talk about about scanners, uh, that time when I sat in, the time or two that I sat in, yeah. I said, "Yo, well, I'm scanners like two or three times, and yeah, and you you was you was all ears, like right, right, right. I'm like, well, I'm doing a scanner that's similar to this, like on Finviz." Like I see what you're doing, but maybe if I make this adjustment, like maybe like oh, okay, well, maybe I need to, to to change the volume uh, profile and look for a higher higher volume, or look for a different ATR and what I'm doing, and I do that, boom, 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 and it just started to make sense. Like, and that that that's what works for me. Like some people can maybe pull tickers out of the air and 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 watch the news, but for me, it's like the information is right here in front of me on these screeners. I know what I'm looking for. If the if the market is going bullish, I know I'm looking for. For joints that's moving up, if it's going bearish, I know I'm looking for joints that's moving down. So, like, a couple of things, right? A couple of things I just want to highlight. Um, <clears throat> the first thing is this: 
you took action, right? So a lot of folks will sit there and watch the content, sit in the classes. Like you're in class every Sunday, like, you know, and it's gotten to the point where we let you come up and teach too, but <laughs> you're in class every Sunday, but that, that, that's how good it was. How good your questions were and everything that we were like, well, hold on. But that, but you, but outside of you just sitting there and taking in the game, you took action. And then yeah. by taking action, you learn not just from your successes, but probably primarily from your mistakes. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then you said something else that was powerful too, is that, yo, you got to learn what works for you personally. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is so true because I think that, um, and I've been training for years, but I think one of the things that I struggled with early on is not, um, trusting my own analysis. Mm-hmm. And, and then being pissed when I was right. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. So then I go crazy and start revenge trading. Cause I'm like, I was right. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, trusting your own analysis, but then, you know, um, and Corey will co-sign this paper trading didn't work for me. I, I had to, I got to get burned. I got to like, mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to money on fire. I can't paper trade. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's, that's your tuition. Like, and that's how I looked at it. Like I looked at it, like, this is something that I I'm, I'm learning as I'm going. It's, it's on the job training, um, but it, it's my tuition, right? That I'm and every mistake that I that I that I've made, I've learned from. And I, you know, I told somebody the other day, they were like, "Oh yeah, I, t- I took a loss on such such such." And I was like, "No, nah, I ain't a loss. It's a lesson mm-hmm. because you, you'll know going back next time not to make that same mistake." Yeah, man. So so for the folks out there, I just want you to know, Dion is a master trader. For those that are in our community, you've seen him like you know he's he's part of the Watermark gang. Like he. He's out here breaking stuff down. WMGZ. <laughs> He's out here breaking stuff down. His chart game is phenomenal, man. Um, and that's dope to see. Like you, you make that transition from radio not to trading, but also you created your own content. Let's talk about you know um your other thing that you got going on as well. You started that you created a whole platform around black parents, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So talk black people, black people parenting is um is is my one of my newest babies. Um, just as a father of uh, a father of two, my daughter's 17, my son is four. Uh, so I got them on two different sides of the <laughs> two way different sides of the fence. Um, and just as somebody who was raising raising a teenager, specifically my daughter, um, I, I started to realize that, you know, there wasn't really a space for black parents to 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 vent, to lean on each other like a safe space for us. Um, and, you know, throughout my radio career, I also did some stuff in a nonprofit field. Um, so. I was like, yo, it will be, it will be dope if number one, uh, if I create a community that's just for us, right? It's mm-hmm. a space that's just for us, and you don't have to necessarily just be a parent. You can be an uncle, you can be an auntie, mm-hmm. you can be a godparent, you can be a mm-hmm. basketball coach, whatever. Like, um, because all of us are are, are 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 collectively trying to raise this village, yeah. Um, and, and 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 but we need space. Like, even if you're not a parent, like you know, them kids get on your nerves, right? Mm-hmm. You know that it's going to be times when you feel like kicking them out the house, but you know, you can't cause they can call it a lot. Like that's just life. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just life. So, so, you know, I wanted to create a space for us, man. And, 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 and create black people parenting as, um, as a brand that speaks to us in all, in all walks of life. So there's a black people parenting podcast. There's a black people parenting Facebook group. Um, we're working on black people parenting merch. I've got some books that are coming out. Um, that I'm in the process of writing. Um, not they're not gonna be books like what's your man name? Quan Mills. They're not gonna be Quan Mills books. <laughs> not, not quite. Not gonna Quan be on that level. I might need to reach out to him though, like for some for some Quan strategies. Like, legend, man. I might need to reach out to Quan Mills. But yeah, man, I, I I just think it's important that you know, as parents, um, and as people who are concerned about where this next generation is going, that we have spaces um that we can connect with each other. And that we can see people like we talked about EYL was 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 big in in in, in bringing financial literacy to the masses. Like mm-hmm. I want to bring the importance of responsible parenting to the masses and say, you know, it's gonna get rough, it's gonna get real. But at the end of the day, we still gotta raise these babies because nobody in the world is gonna care for our babies like we care for our babies. So we yes. gotta make sure that we do everything that we can do um, to get back to that. You know, not not just group economics, but a, a, a group way of thinking when it comes to kind of how are we going to empower these kids to go out and be the leaders that we need to be the doctors, the lawyers, the carpenters, the the barbers that we need, like giving them all of the tools that they need to get out in the real world and really make a change. Let me ask you this question. Right. So, you know, you 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 have, um you know, your community, you're, you're cultivating as well as being, you know, a trader. Now, how has the the 20 year career that you had in radio? um if at all, how did that, how does that help you um, with your trading? If it does, 
but also as creating um black you know black people parenting how does it how has it helped you that long career you had well i think with 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 trading it helps me because i know that i don't necessarily want to be let me let me say this aside from being in the radio for 20 years i also people, people don't know like i also worked in the call centers for a long time like people hear the radio and they hear like but now nah, like i was also in the trenches in the call centers like taking 100 calls a day like da, 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 da. you know uh, uh, working for the banks working like doing all of that stuff mm-hmm. um so the radio career has kind of helped me in with trading because with trading i know that I can never go back to working in a call center ever again. <laughs> so, if this trading thing don't work out, I don't have. I'm not in radio right now. I don't have nothing to fall back on, Jim. So they're gonna try to put me back in the call center because I got to pay these bills. So it's like, <laughs> if I don't get this right, <laughs> if I mess this one up, they gonna throw me back in the call center, and I can't do it. I ain't built for it, man. So, 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 yeah. But also, it just when it comes to cultivating the um, the community. You know, I think with radio, it's all about how you build your connections, right? You build your connections with your listeners. People listen to you and they 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 believe in you because they know you, they like you and they trust you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's important with any relationship that you're trying to cultivate. It's important that we uh, build the connection with whatever demographic. Like if I, my, if, I, if I say my target demographic is going to be, you know, black women in, in between the ages of 25 and 45. Like, right. Like, what am I doing to cultivate? that particular audience. Like for me, it's just like, what am I doing to be sure that the parents know that uh, I'm here? Like, and I'm, 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 I'm in it with you. Like again, 17 and four. So you can imagine the hell we'd be going through around here. Like <laughs> on, on, on I have a 15 year old and a four year old. So I, I know how that, I, I, I know you, I know that absolute, I know the dichotomy. A boy and a girl? No, I got, I got all boys. All I'm boys. Okay. 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 Well, look. Well, look. You, <laughs> listen. Listen. Them, them, them girls, man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want no part of that. Good luck. <laughs> different, Congra- Congratulations and good luck. It's different, Corey. That's all I need to tell you. Yeah, I don't need no, I, I don't, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm in the schools every day, so I know. <laughs> oh, you know, you see it, right, 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 right. every day. <laughs> so let me ask you this though. Um, throughout this journey of of where you started, um, you know, you said you started off actually going to be a chef. And you had this long career in radio and now you're a trader and you know um and and i don't even i guess a media company is what we're going to call uh is it a media company how would you like classify that black people parenting black people parenting how would you classify? um i think on one end of the spectrum it's a 501c3 we are a nonprofit organization uh, okay but also on the other end of the spectrum yeah it's definitely uh a media company because we want to we plan to put out books and like i said we plan to put out uh content Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Black People Parenting podcast is already out there. We're gonna have y'all on the show uh, as guests very, very, very soon. Very soon. Y'all are very gonna soon. the next episode, actually. Hey, listen, whenever um, you're ready. And, right, and, and, but here's what I'm gonna ask you, though, right? So, throughout this journey of, of creating that, and you said it's a nonprofit too, um, and also a trader, what do you say has been the biggest hurdle or something that you had to overcome from where you started, where you, you know, you thought about becoming a chef to where you are now? Um, what would you say is the biggest hurdle or something that you had to overcome? I was about to say something about uh, in our previous discussion. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say that because <laughs> somebody will chop that joint up and throw it out there, and I'll be in trouble. Um, I won't say that. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you know, but these two guys are crazy. I don't know if you know. Right? <laughs> I don't know Listen, if you're doing, if you're watching. These two guys are crazy. No, we like to have fun. Bro. <laughs> we like to have fun. <laughs> Um, my my biggest hurdle, man, has probably been um, trying to achieve my goals while uh, at one point fighting for custody of my daughter, right? Okay. And, and and fighting to uh, continue to, to 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 continue to be in my daughter's life, like so so trying to maintain, you know, and this was of course very early on in my radio career, um, trying to maintain a career while, you know fighting for 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 custody or fighting not even fighting to prove that you're a fit parent right mm-hmm. at the age of 24 25 somebody saying that you know you, you you don't deserve to have time with with your child or you don't deserve to have equal time with your child while still trying to manage like what life looks like at 24 25 years old because it's totally different um as it then you know then than it is now at 42 years old right yeah. um so just trying to to navigate that man and really creating a space for myself to say all right well regardless you know th- this this is what i'm gonna do like i'm gonna be here for my daughter like that's really why i'm why i moved to raleigh like i ended up getting a radio gig in raleigh but the 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 major reason that i moved to raleigh was that my daughter and her mother were living here 
And I knew okay. that I couldn't, I couldn't afford to be away from my daughter anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, I did it for five years, like the first five years of her life, like we were in separate states. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Like once she got ready to like start kindergarten and going to first grade and all of that stuff, I was like, I, I need to be there for those milestones. I need to be there for those moments. And, um, I really just want to be a part of her life. And that of course, then leading, led me to doing work in fatherhood and the fatherhood space. I have an organization called the glad dad where I go around and I do public speaking, um, teaching schools and, 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 and juvenile justice, uh, folks, how to connect with young folks using hip hop and popular culture, which then now has transcended into, uh, black people parenting. Um, but none of that could have happened without, you know, my previous experiences, um, fighting to be in my daughter's life. Man, that's an interesting story, man. I, and yeah, man. That's, a, that's ask, a crazy hurdle, too. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this, when you see what's going on with Kanye now, right? So as I see what's going on, I, I see how, I don't have an opinion one way or another, but I see how different people respond to it. Mm-hmm. But because of his situation, I've seen like several men open up on their socials talking about their fight to be in their kid's life. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because like, you, you never know what someone's going through, but like, I've seen a lot of people today, like, man, I had to go through this fight just to be, you know, be in my kid's life. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be continued. I don't necessarily know if I agree with what Kanye is doing. And I'm also not completely in tune to uh, a lot of his antics, like yeah, I, just the aspect of him, right, like, right, 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 right. Speaking out, like he wants to be a part of his. Yeah, that's one thing. Right. That's, that's a complex conversation because yeah, a lot very complex, very. And I and I honestly, I try to like tune him out completely. Like yeah, I, and, and I, I, I watch that. Genius, so like I'll I'll scroll past him and I'll. And I'll yeah. yeah, I get that, I get that. But what, but what I was saying is like because of whatever he's got going on, I've mm-hmm. seen like other brothers open up definitely about their um you know situations, which is interesting to see um man but it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy conversation man but like you know kudos to you because you know you put the work in i mean yeah, you even yeah. move like so you know that that's something to be said for that man yeah and you i know. you know i tell people all the time like it's easier as a father to go to the courts and say i don't want to have anything else to do with my child than it is to go to the courts and say i want to be actively involved in my child's life and that's it should it, it shouldn't be like that like if i if i wanted to like walk out of my kids lives right now i could go down to the courthouse Sign my rights away. I'd be done in less than an hour. That's insane, yo. At one point, when my daughter was 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 a baby, I was in court every summer for five years straight. Mm. Like every summer, like a Jay Z album, like five years straight. <laughs> like, like, like Mister 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 Ten Summers. Like, ain't, ain't no love. <laughs> no love. Like, no. Right. Yo, that's, 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 I, that's I, you know, what I mean, that's the one part I couldn't imagine. Like, I just can't imagine that. Like. Not being able to functionally be in my child's life, if I, you know, if I so choose, you know what I mean. But if I don't, if I don't so choose, I could just walk out. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. doesn't. And I don't. Not only that, Corey. Like you got to think for the brothers that's in the system. Um, you are letting someone else decide how capable you are of raising your child. That is the worst feeling in the world to stand up in front of them people and have them say, oh, well, you're not fit to have 50 50 custody. We're going to give you every other weekend visitation. They go, what? Yeah, yeah man. What, what? I beg your pardon. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, then, and then if you fight to, to, to be, to, you know, to do something different than that, then you end up in the system in a whole different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because if, 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 if two days a month ain't going to cut it, then now you. You know what I mean? Four days mm-hmm. a month ain't gonna cut it. That's now you now you gonna go. You know you look like a crazy man trying mm-hmm. to see your child more than yeah. four days a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, listen, man. Yes, yeah, that's, that's I, crazy, man. That's a crazy, crazy situation, man. But not not that y'all didn't like you know bought the showdown, made it all sad. Now let me ask nah, you. Nah, it's just it's just you. No, know, I'm, I'm you know. with you. <laughs> the realities. The realities. <laughs> are no, that, that, but no, there's a lot of people that that go through that, man. So uh, you know, um, salute to you for like you know even sharing that. So. You know, we like to have fun, man. You know, even with serious situations, we'd be out here. Yeah, man. You know, I'm an open book, man. I'm an open book, man. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. What is your favorite book or a book that's inspired you across your journey? What's your favorite book? Favorite book of all time is probably Asada. Ooh. Yeah, Asada. Asada Shakur. That's probably probably my favorite book um, of all times. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had somebody come on here and say Asada before, but they were saying they read it like a, a love story. You know what I mean? Like between who? Her and her her, her, her and daughters. Black men. 
between oh. her and black men. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I never heard that perspective before until we had that guest on. But you okay. Know, okay. I, I had the, it made me reread it made me reread the whole the, the book in a whole different way. I was like, damn, I never even thought to but that's why that's that. why books are, are what they are. That's why books are powerful because we can read the same book and come away with two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's what makes books powerful. But that's 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 definitely a classic. That's definitely it is. A I love that book. Yeah. So so let me ask you this though, Dan. So what's the future for everything you got going on? What what are you um you talk a little bit about, you know, um what you want to do with your 501 C three and um as well as but what does the future look like for you overall? Trading as well as um your community. Um, I, I think on a on a trading level, man, I'm just continuing to learn, right? Like I wanna I wanna learn different strategies, I wanna learn different ways to um to trade to make money. I wanna like my goal, man, is to take this money that I'm trading and, and and do what y'all are doing and get into real estate, right? And mm-hmm. and look at flipping homes and like you know, looking at building generational wealth. Like we hear that phrase used so often now, right? But you know, I, I, I my daughter, she works at uh, a fast food spot and she's saving up for a car. So I looked at her, I looked at her, 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 her checking account one day and I said, number one, you got more money in your account than I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that alone lets me know that something's not right. <laughs> like I just paid all these bills and you, you have way, like I'm talking, I'm talking about way more money than I had in my account. So I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going, I already have you have the, uh, what is the UTMA account set up for her and her brother? Mm-hmm. Like the uh, like those accounts set up. But we're gonna we're gonna start investing. And you know when she, when, when she hears me listening to y'all or 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 watching Market Monday, of course she's seventeen, so it's boring to her. But mm-hmm. I'm like, look, like I, we gonna we gonna put away X amount of dollars from every paycheck, right? And we're gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna invest it in uh, some index funds, uh, and we just gonna let it sit, and we are gonna add to it. We're going to get you a crypto portfolio popping. We're going to add to it. You're not going to touch it. You're 17 now. By the time you're 37, 27, you're going to have more money than you can count. Like, like, just trust me. Like, it don't make sense right now, but you got to trust me. So, 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 so teaching these babies, man, teaching these babies how to invest, um, and, but, but learning so I can teach them, right? Like we we're, yeah. we're learn, I'm learning these things so I can pass them on to, to my kids because nobody passed it on to me. So I want to be able to pass it on to them so they can pass it on to their kids and so forth and so on. Um, so that's, that's very important to me, man. And just not just my kids, but other people in my family, right? Like my brother-in-law, like he, he and I, we talk about trading all of the time. Like we talk about trades and, and, and he's, he's huge in the DeFi space. Like he's into that. Like he's like, uh, 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 Corey, remember we were talking about, um, uh, what's my man name who does the the the, the crypto course? I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. Um, Russell. On Thursday, Russell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man, R- Russell be in the in the crypto. And he, he in the trenches. Like my my brother in law be in the trenches like that. Like he yeah. be sending me messages <laughs> like, "Yo, you DeFi, and I just staked this, and I did this, and I borrowed on this." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Have no idea what he's talking about. No idea. No, no idea. What no, he's clue. Talking about. no clue. No clue. We call them DJs, man. They be they be they be so far like down there, man. Like they be, they, they live in the crypto in rabbit the, hole in the, in the trenches, bro. Like I'm 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 above ground with mine right now. Man. I want to get in the <laughs> trenches though. I, I really do want to get in the trenches. Hey man, but, we, we, listen, we went down in the crypto in, into the crypto rabbit hole. We was like, we don't like what we see down there. <laughs> <laughs> I played down there a little bit, but I can't I came back up like yo y'all y'all, yeah, y'all it's, it's dark hell. down there. It's right, dark. This, this is the dark it's web, man. That's the beauty. That's the beauty in terms of what we're building, like with the NBC. So, but the folks that don't know, we um we know we have Bodyhead University, but we've also partnered with a couple other brands that have had. So we created MDC University or MDC Strategy, um, which is a community of folks that you know trade together, we invest together. Dion is a member of that community, and we have multiple teachers in that community. Russell is one who teaches crypto. We got Brianna teaching forex. We got our options class. Um, Chastity, who we had on a podcast a couple episodes ago, was going to come and teach a class. Chastity and, and Dion <laughs> is about to become a teacher as well to show us his screeners and things that he does to find his place. Yeah, so talk about being able to do that, but now he's going to educate there. So, th- what we're building is a real life community of folks that look like us, it's very powerful, man. And you know, I'm just uh, thankful to have you as part of the community, man. And thank you for sharing your story too, brother, because I look forward Absolutely. to it. Because, like, you're sc- like, listen. We all learn from each other, no matter how long you've been in the game. Yeah. But I saw you do the screener the one time on the show. I was like, oh man, like this is different. Like, 
You know what I mean? So that's the thing. You never know it all and you can never know enough as it pertains to like, you know, being in these markets. So, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're, you're a student. You have to come a teacher, man. You know. Crazy. You, Who would have thunk you? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, listen, man, you got like, you know, you, you got like 30 chambers mastered now, man, you know, six more chambers, man, you know. Yeah, man, so um, for the folks that are interested in MDC, make sure to reach out to us, though, um, because we definitely are still growing, and it's it's just it's just amazing to see, man, it's amazing to see, but, um, Corey, you got any questions specific for the brother, man? No, man, I, I just want to know, what about Illmatic makes it better than... <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes it better than, than Mr. Education, man. That's my only question. It's, it's nine songs, man. It's perfect. It's perfection, man. It is perfection, bro. Like, it hey, is, listen, I feel the same way about Mr. Education. Not that I don't it's, like it's, 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 I just it's like perfection, man. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I, I don't disagree. Listen, man, it's deep I, like the shadow, I don't, man. I don't disagree like that Illmatic is a classic album, and it's one of the top three albums of all time. But Listen, you're, 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 I'm, I'm hip hop albums, but there, there, are college courses taught on Illmatic. There like, should be college courses taught on miseducation. Should be and are different things, and it might be. It probably, it probably is. It probably is. Listen, Lauren can do no wrong in my like in my book, right? So I, I, I hate, is, I hate, is, is I hate Lauren, having these arguments because like it makes you sound like you slandering somebody. You're really not. Like is Lauren on your on your Mount Trashmore? I mean, on your Mount, uh, your Mount Rushmore? I, I, I will say this. Nas is. I don't. I don't. Ooh. Nah, cool. that's it. So cool. that, so I'm going to leave it there. So I'm, I don't even want to. I don't. Corey, I don't Corey is tripping wow. right now. Corey is bugging. Wow. Corey is bugging. I'm not bugging. I'm just. I, he's not. You know why? You know why? My restaurant only got four people on it. Nas nah, is not in my top four. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. But you love storytellers. I ain't do. Nobody, ain't nobody better than us. That's not true. That's Except not who's true a, at all. Who's a better storyteller than Biggie? <laughs> uh, See okay. y'all, y'all, y'all took it there, and now I had to go there. I'm never gonna say anything bad about Big, but Big ain't tell a story backwards or from the exactly. Or hey, listen, man, you asked me who's a better story, Slick Rick. No, nah, a better story, a better storyteller. Not nah. bad, no, nah, no, nah, this is the best storyteller. Hey, listen, like, I, again, like, I, like, 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 and I don't want to. This is not, this is not Nas slander. <laughs> this is Corey's opinion. He's saying that Nas right. is a bad rapper. This right. is not me saying that it. Nas can't rap and none but, of that stuff. But he ain't in your top four. saying, as my personal okay. favorite, Nas is not on the top four. Corey, let me let me let me let me ask you one question, and this is a this is a real question, it's a question slash statement. At Nas is how old? Nas is 40. He's not he in the same age group, so he's like 46, 47. Okay. Who in this in that age group has been able to create three back-to-back magnificent bodies of work this late in their career? Black thought. No. Yeah. Not, yes. Terrible. You're saying what the 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 stream of thought albums? Blackfoot, the last three albums. The stream of thought joints. Yes, volume one, two, and three. It must be like six songs, dude. All right, you just said Illmatic was a classic. Anyway, I'm just I'm leaving it. I'm just you know. Listen again, y'all y'all making me. Black Thought has Black the song. greatest freestyle of all time. That, that, that funk flex freestyle. Black Thought is one of my favorite rappers. Well, first off, uh, first off, first off, we from Philly, so I'm never going to say anything bad about Black Thought. Right. In Ever. fact, if you if you want me to put it on record of who my top four is, I'm going to tell you it's Beans, Black Thought, <laughs> Will Smith, and I just you picked the fourth one. Like and, I'm just going to say that. I, I, like, I just picked the fourth one. Right? That's for no, the, no, no Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> nah, nah, no Louis Vert, but we, you know, you, you no P, no P and B rock. Listen, listen, he from around my way, but yeah. I, that's neither here nor there. Though here, here's what I, here's what I will say though, right? Because we we way on topic. We're gonna talk about this after the fact though, because Corey got to be drug tested. Now, <laughs> but I will say this though, if I'm being completely honest, Black Thoughts Freestyle is not number one. It's probably it's number not. two because Lux is Lux. Was so dense. I'm sorry. You're, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I totally misspoke. You are exactly correct. I'm right, so sorry. I, I right, totally misspoke. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. My right, brain is going fast in my mouth. Like, yo, what are y'all talking? Y'all went from options to like, this is what we hey, do. Listen, we have a conversation, man. man. This is why Dion says we're crazy. Yeah, we, we be all over the place, but we like to have fun, man. We're gonna continue this after this because we getting Corey drug tested, COVID tested, the whole nine. But, um, 
Dion, brother, man, I, I just gotta say this, man. I gotta give you. So listen, man, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story, man. Thank you for being so transparent, man. And um, thank you for being a part of our community. Um, can't wait to see what we create in the future, man. I'm looking forward to the classes that you teach, man. I just want to say thank you. For sure, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. And uh just appreciate the good work that y'all doing, man, because y'all are doing a a a, a real uh y'all doing god's work out here man i appreciate it thank you good brother and to our audience out there i'm gonna put all uh you know the contact information for Dion so you can check him out on social media um you know if you want to yell at him about his thoughts about um you know hip-hop you could do that too <laughs> i welcome it i welcome it I welcome way, it. Also, also Corey's information to be there too so y'all can attack Corey because <laughs> yes we please got Corey, we got the Corey drug testing um, yeah hey, you you're gonna get ignored <laughs> but listen, man, as we always say it's not about how much money you make it's about how much you keep game elevates and we shall see y'all on the next episode we appreciate and love you all peace, peace. All right,